Good morning, Com Church. I'm bringing the word today, thankfully, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Father, we give you thanks and we praise your name. Heavenly Father, I pray that your truth in your word, Lord Father, will embed in our hearts, that it will break bondages, my God, and falsehoods and anxiety. And Lord Father, it will stir up gifting, Lord Father, that you have planted by your purpose and your grace. Father, we thank you and we praise you. Lord Holy Spirit, partner with us even as we hear your word and receive it in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Today I'm speaking from Psalm 100 and verse 5 to be exact. Psalm 100 has that famous phrase or popular phrase that says, I will enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. But I want us to look at verse 5. Now verse 5 in the King James Version says this, For the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. I'd been thinking about truth. That particular word there, truth, as rendered in Psalm 100 verse 5, is a Hebrew word called emunah, and I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Now that word truth, as rendered in verse 5 of Psalm 100, says, is, is, is explained or is interpreted as literally meaning firmness, security, fidelity, if you will, faithful, faithfulness, stability, steady, something truly, verily, or truth. Now it got me thinking about what actually is truth, according to the word and instances of where perhaps I may have not told the truth. But let's look at an example of not, not telling the truth from the Old Testament. Now, the Old Testament tells us in, in Genesis that there were three instances of where uh, Abraham and uh, another said of their wife that his wife, Sarah, that it wasn't actually his wife, but his sister. And this account that I'm looking at is the second account, the second account in Genesis 20, where Abraham says, that Sarah is his wife. Abraham went to a place called Gerar with his wife and there was a king called Abimelech there. And what happened was that he feared that those people in that area, they were Philistines, I believe, didn't believe or know of God. And so because of the beauty of his wife, said to his wife, you know, wherever we go, do me this kindness, say that you're my sister and that you're not my wife. And Abraham did this so Abraham told what we might call a little lie. And the Lord visited Abimelech and said, look, don't touch that woman. You know, don't go near that woman because that's Abraham's wife. And Abraham, Abimelech said, Lord, I haven't touched her. I'm not going to. And he was sore afraid and explained to Abraham, why did you do this? And Abraham said, well, I thought there was no fear of God in this place. And the account goes on, but I encourage you to take a look at that in Genesis chapter 20. So the truth came out, and as we know, the truth shall set you free. Now, I want us to look at this understanding that there is no, nothing little or white about a lie. They're both as broad and black as the night is dark. But let's look at another instance where in, in, in Scripture where it speaks of truth. This is from uh, Psalm 86 verse 11, 
And it's a Psalm of David, and David is asking God, and he, he, he says in, in verse 11 to God, you know, that, teach me your ways, that I will walk in truth, and that unite my heart to fear your name. Now, I looked at the word truth there, thinking that it's going to be similar to the one we just saw or we looked at in Psalm 100 verse 5. But it's a different word, a different Hebrew word, and sci-fi buffs of uh, Back to the Future might know this one. It's a word called emet, emet, or emet, if you will. Now, that understanding of that word is somewhat similar, but slightly different, I'll give that. It's also stability, certainty, trustworthiness, faithful, right, and and sure. But the interesting thing about these two renditions or meanings or different words, emunah and emeth, is that they both have the same root. Now, that root word, curiously, is spelled so my spirit-filled Bible tells me, is that curiously, emet is spelled with the first, middle, and last letters of the Hebrew alphabet. So it's concluded that truth upholds the first and the last of God's creation and everything in between. Now, but thankfully, we have a God of truth who is God of the Alpha, God of the Middle, and God of the Omega. God is for our beginning and our middle and the end. Amen. I wanted us to stay in this understanding of truth. You know, it was a Sunday morning that my wife and I were praying. And just as we were praying, all this started rushing in my head. So I quickly noted it down. But she said something, my wife said something that, you know, after we had prayed that Sunday morning, that when something is broken down, God is able to fix it, to come in your brokenness. God's truth endures to all generations. Remember and recall that Psalm 100 verse 5 says, For the Lord is, number one, good. His mercy is everlasting, three. And his truth endures to all generations. In fact, the Bible in 1 Peter says that when Christ died when he was crucified, that he descended and he spoke the gospel to those. So those generations passed and the generations ahead. In fact, Bible says that he will speak, his word will be to all generations, to all tribes, to all kindreds in Revelation verse 5. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 1. Bible says that in verse 19 and 23 to 23, I'm going to paraphrase quickly here, that the Father of glory, the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowing the knowledge of him, that A, the hope of his calling, the riches of his glory, but the the, the C part there says, and what is his exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in us when he raised him from the dead and seated him on his right hand in heavenly places, far above principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but the age that is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things, the church, which is the body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So back to that root word, aman. That root word, aman, is is explained in a 
very, very curious fashion. It's about building up. It's, it's the meaning of aman from which we derive amen is about building up, supporting, fostering, rendering, trust, permanent, be true. And one of my favorites is the right way, or if you will, the right hand. You know, the Bible says that at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. In fact, the Bible says that when Christ, when God raised him from the dead, he seated him in heavenly places on his right hand side. So his right hand, where pleasures are forevermore, is Christ Jesus. We also know from the word of God that other than his right hand being pleasures forevermore, in, in John chapter 17, 17, we see Jesus, though innocent, was crucified. And before going to the cross, he prayed aloud to God that concerning those who would ever believe in him, all those generations that would ever believe in him, he was concerned about his apostles, but also those who would believe in the word of the apostles, all generations, that Lord, sanctify them by your truth. In fact, he said, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Going further, when we look at uh, um, Revelation Jesus says in Revelation chapter 3, verse 14, that he is the amen. He is that aman. He is that root. He is the right hand. He is the right way. This morning, I was woken up. I wake up early sometimes in the morning. But when I woke this morning, around about four, I heard myself saying the belt of truth, the belt of truth. And curiously, I, 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 didn't, I didn't realize that I was actually praying at the time. But then I woke up and I went and looked at the understanding in Ephesians chapter 6, where it talks about the full armor of God. Now, I looked at verse 10, where it says, Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And curiously, it's the same almost as where you start in, in Ephesians chapter 1, where he talks about the power of God, which he read, raising Christ from the dead, raising him far above principality, power, etc., and so on. This understanding is linked to Revelation 5.5, when we look at Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You see the, 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 the Greek words are rendered there, kratos, iskos, and dunamis, are all in that one verse. And it says, finally, be strong in the same dominion that God has, in the same power that God has, in the same strength that God has. And the way to do this, first of all, is to gird your loins. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 14 is to gird your loins, put on that belt of truth before the rest, before the breastplate of righteousness, before the sandals will speed you to speak the gospel of peace, before the sword of the spirit, before the helmet of salvation, before above all things, the shield of faith, but with which to deflect every fiery dart of devil. Bible says, first of all, gird your loins with truth. This truth is the same Jesus Christ of Nazareth. 
This truth is the same word of God. Remember, he said, sanctify them, set them apart. Let them be holy, distinguished by your truth, with your truth. Your word is truth. We understand from John chapter 1 that God is the very, Jesus is the very same word. I'd like to invite you to pray with me. And what we're going to pray is what we've been speaking about where we looked at the word emet, truth, in Psalm 86, verse 11. Do stand and pray with me. Heavenly Father, teach me your way, Lord, so that I can walk in your truth, who is Christ Jesus, the Amen, the true and faithful witness, that my heart is united by your Holy Spirit to worship you in spirit and in truth. Amen.